Good morning. How you doing? You're all right. I don't know about you, but when I look at what's going on in the world at the moment, I feel a bit like what Trim is saying in that video and the way he's just acting, head and hands, confused. What is going on? Whether it's globally, we can see what's happening, um, let's say, in America where people are being killed by the police or the police are being killed themselves or the terrorism which is going on around the world at the moment. Stuff which we've seen recently in France or you know, what's going on in the Middle East or closer to home. Things going on in our cities in the UK. Personally, this year, um, 2016, I've seen so much stuff I've questioned a lot. I'm like, Lord, where are you in this? I've seen close friends of mine recover from cancer, seeing up close and personal how chemo really does impact mind, body, and soul. I've had to witness good friends of mine bury their children through knife crime, in, in, particularly in southeast London. And that was horrible, it was painful. I've seen other friends get ill and go through all types of mad situations. And the question I keep coming back to is like, how do we do this? How do we get through it? For some of you, it might be like what Trim's saying. He's just talking about everyday life. Some of us might have grown up in foster homes. Some of us might be just dealing with kind of backstabbers and people talking about them behind their back. It might not be so much a big global thing. It might be just everyday school or college life question is, as Christians, and even as non-Christians, how do we handle it? How do we deal with it? For me, it's kind of easy. It could be very easy to give up. Sometimes it's like, oh, you know what? If I could just stay underneath my covers in the morning, I'll be all right. And sometimes fear and anxiety comes into my heart. I'm a big man, but ultimately, I still have these concerns. So what do we do with it? What I've basically worked out is that there's two ends to the spectrum. You've, you've even got this end, which is, the world is on a mad one, it's all crazy, and I'm going to let everybody know about it on my social media. You know those guys? The press, the press, the press, the press and comes up with all types of Illuminati theories and all types of stuff, why the world is going on like this. And you look at, you look at it and you're just like, man, this is not helping my day. I have to admit, I've been in that situation as well. So that's one end of, the, end of the spectrum. But the other end is this kind of, and Christians are really good at this, this over-optimistic, everything's going to be all right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is, my, this is how my mum carries on. You know, praise the Lord. Don't worry, don't worry. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess. Yeah? Now, it is not that I disagree with my mum, and that is clearly biblical, but most of us are trying to deal with that middle section, that middle part. We don't really fall into, I'm going to be depressed, depressed, depressed all the time, but n neither of us also like staying in that kind of the optimism 
and the future hope. We have to weigh up both and we have to kind of be involved in both of those ends of the spectrum. But it's this middle part what most of us need to deal with. And that's one of the things I want to kind of talk about today. It's not just Christians. This particular seminar is called Major Key. And um, Joe named it after the DJ Khaled album. And DJ Khaled is an interesting guy. If you follow him on Instagram, which I don't, I had to kind of look this up a little bit. But he's one of the most optimistic guys. Everything, everything is just good. Major key. Major key alert. We the best. All this business. And fair play. He's got the number one album in the UK, I think, and also in the US. And there's this one line he says in the tune he's got with Jay-Z, where at the end of it he says, I have the keys to success. I have the keys to success. We the best. I got the keys to success. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay, what's that then? Ultimately, he never really says what it is, but he just likes saying, I've got the keys to success. And I'm like, okay, now, what that means from his perspective is that I've got the money, I've got the power, and it's like, okay, that's cool. You do you, but me in southeast London, when I'm dealing with people suffering with cancer, People being killed on the streets of South East London. Sometimes, you know, everyday life of having to deal with two kids under the age of five. The mundane stuff in life. And I'm seeing stuff going on around the world. How does I got the keys to success help me? And this is why I love what we're doing in this seminar stream. This Ephesians 3.20, these verses. Because actually when you read what Paul's saying in these verses, that this is the key to success. And I'm just going to read these verses very quickly because it's absolute gold. It says this, For this reason I bow my knee before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and, earth, heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints that is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church, and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Paul wrote this prayer to the Ephesian church, and at the time he was in prison. He's in prison, the Ephesian church is going through a few madnesses, so he's like, I'm going to pray. Interestingly how he prays. First of all, he doesn't, this is what he doesn't do. He doesn't say, oh Lord... Get me out of prison so I can go to the Ephesian church and help them. He doesn't say that. Not that God isn't capable of breaking people out of prison, because we see that in Acts. We see that with, with Peter. So he's capable of doing that, but that's not what Paul answers. Neither, if you notice in that prayer, does he list all the problems which the Ephesian church are going through. He doesn't say, dear Lord, 
there is uh, famine and there's, there's problems in the church and there's this, this and the other. It doesn't say any of that. And that's not to say that we shouldn't pray specifically about stuff, but in this prayer, Paul doesn't do that. What does Paul do? Paul focuses our eyes on Jesus. He basically says, no, whatever, no matter what circumstances you're going through, Jesus, strengthen what's going on inside me. Give me your spirit. And no matter whatever the circumstances are, we'll get through. No matter what. Whether you're poor, whether you're ill, whether there's terrorism around you, whether your parents are together or not, whether you've experienced, experienced the most horrible things, or even if you're having a good day, Paul is saying, God, do something in me, do something deep in the core of my stomach, in my heart, deep, 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 where I can face the day, whatever goes on. That's amazing. To take the focus of your circumstances and put it on Jesus. And Rebecca spoke about this yesterday. She said about the love of God, the height and the depth and the width. And Paul was saying, my people, get hold of that. And honestly, it doesn't matter if bombs are going off around you. It doesn't matter if things are bad in your life. The strength of Jesus, the fact that you know him, the spirit in you, it will strengthen you. That is amazing. When you do that, you are given wisdom. You're given strength. You're given power to get through the day. Paul is asking and commanding us to be renewed daily. That even though when we feel faint, when we feel weak, by focusing on Jesus and asking him to come in, we can get through anything. It's a bit like if you've got a car and your car breaks down and you know the en- it's the engine. But you go into the garage and you're like, well, you know what, my car's not working and and the mechanic's like, yeah, it's the engine. And you're like, yeah, but I've got a couple of dents on the, on the paintwork, and so could you just deal with that? And the mechanic's like, well, yeah, I can do that, but it's the engine which is the problem. Yeah, 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 I'll get that. But can you give me some, like, 20-inch rims, you know, and some hydraulics? And he's like, well, yeah, I can do that, but the problem is the engine. Or it's a bit like when you go to the gym. I started going to the gym recently. I'm normally a runner, but I did my knee and stuff. Well, let me try and go to the gym. Scary place gyms, man. There's some big brothers in there. Woo! And I'm not small, but I'm like, mm-mm. I don't want to mess with you lot. Seriously. Big guys. But the funny thing about these big guys, I always say to myself, you're big and you can lift whatever, 100 kg. But I reckon I can outrun you. On, my, on a good day, on a very good day. I can probably do 10K in about 46 minutes. Not bad. But ultimately, the only reason I can do that is because I focus on my core. I focus on my core. I do the cardio. 
Now, if I was just focusing on the external, I wouldn't be able to do any running. The point I'm trying to make is that too many times, what we do, we focus on the external. DJ Khaled, bless him, when he's talking about, you know, I've got the keys to success, he's just talking about the external side of stuff. You see, what Paul is saying is, if you get the internal right, whatever goes on externally, it won't really matter. Whatever your circumstances are. But if you get the internal right, you get your core right, you get the engine right, you ask the spirit to come in and strengthen you in your inner being, you'll be okay. And the problem is, is that too many of us like to complain too much. The world's on a mad thing, everything's going crazy, nobody likes me, I can't do this, da 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 And I feel like, wait, shut up. Shut up. Do you know what the Bible says or not? Do you know who we serve? I prayed this last night. It's really important, I'm going to teach you something, it's really important when you're praying to pray truth back. It's really important. What I did last night on the main stage, I just prayed truth. I reminded myself that Jesus is a Prince of Peace. So when I'm going through a mad situation, I'm like, ah, but you're the Prince of Peace, so please bring some peace into my life. Oh, also in Isaiah, it says that you're a mighty God. When I'm feeling weak and I feel like nobody can deal with the situations, I call on the mighty God. When I'm focused on the temporary and the materialistic things of this world, I call on the everlasting Father. And when I'm feeling stupid, and I don't know what I'm doing, I'm like, well, you've got all wisdom, because they call you wise counsellor. I remind myself of truth, and that feeds me. So when I step out into the world, I'm like, I know who I'm serving and what I'm about. Also, he's called the lion, and he's called the lamb. I remind myself of these words. Oh, I've got, I, I serve a conquering lion. Lion of Judah. That means that he will fight on my behalf. He's all conquering. But he's also known as the lamb. He laid down his life which means you'll bring peace and calm me, still waters. What I'm trying to get at, it's really important for us to understand that if we are going to step out, when you go back to your houses, you go back to your homes, and whatever situations you're going through, the only way you're going to succeed, the only real keys to success is to strengthen the unseen. Because what we tend to do is, I'm feeling down, hmm, let me take a picture on Instagram. Flex, flex a piece. And I go on Instagram and I see how many likes. And I'm just checking my phone every now and again. Oh, I haven't hit that magic 11 likes yet. Yes. <laughs> or for some of us, it might be, oh, you know what? I've had a madness. So let me go for a drink or take some drugs or do something. It's all external stuff. It doesn't really get to the problem. Now, I don't really want to speak too long because what I want to do is just invite a friend of mine up. And um, my friend Simone, I've known 12, 13 years. She's an amazing woman. And a year ago, she came to this very room and I was holding the mic just like this. And um, that whole day, 
just kind of began this journey which ended up with her giving her life in the big top this time last year. That's the moment you can clap and so. And it's amazing, and she's part of our church in London, and um, she's doing really well. But there's a backstory to Simone's journey here, which I really want just for her to share with you. Because once you hear the backstory, you will understand that what Paul's talking about when it's saying to strengthen your inner core. Because what you'll hear is that it's not like everything's rosy now. She's been a Christian and everything's cool. She's still dealing with some of the stuff. But trust me, there's an inner strength in her which can only come from God, which gets her through the day. So let's welcome Simone up. Simone. Just introduce yourself, tell them what you do, yep. and all that type of stuff. Um, yeah, my name's Simone. I'm t- Thank you. No problem. I know that. I think we need to give Simone another hand, because that... Thank you for having me. Um, when you talk about inner strength, what Simone's talking about is that basically life isn't rosy. She still has to deal with stuff. But things like praying and asking God, she said she asked for the Holy Spirit to come in. She's praying. She's surrounding herself with like-minded people. It's all these things which Paul's talking about. When you strengthen your core, no matter what goes on, out there, you can walk through it. I know Simone. I know there's days when we'll have conversations on the phone and it's like, what is going on? And it's not just one way, because she's a friend. So I'll go there. I'll be like, oh, what's going on? And she'll, it's wicked when you've got a new Christian giving you advice. It's brilliant. Ben, pray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what God does, you know. We want to strengthen that inner core. So what I'm going to do now because I'm just aware that some of this, like, let's not make any mistake. What Simone has just shared is heavy. But I'm convinced there would have been parts of what she has said people in this room will relate, will relate to. No, you might not have had exactly the same life as Simone. But I'm pretty sure there's some things in there would have triggered something. And all we want to do today is equip you. We always get to this point in the week, it's a Friday, and everyone's hyped because Vivian Factory was dope, or Steph Liston was heavy, and we saw a string section last night, and Isaac's doing things on the stage. But ultimately, in two days' time, you go home. No Governor B, unless you bought the CD. No string section, no Vivian Factory, it's just you and God. And that's the moment where that prayer, what Paul said, about strengthening your inner core is going to need to kick in. So what I want to do now is just get you to stand. Please. And there's no great science to this. 
But what I want to just get us to do is just close our eyes for a moment. Just for a moment. And all I want to do is just... I'm going to ask God just to do a few things. First of all, I just want us just to settle ourselves and just ask God a question. Was there anything which Simone was saying you're trying to teach me? Ask God about your circumstances, your situations. I feel today you've got a moment to make a decision. You've got a moment to say, I want to strengthen my core. I need that inner strength. I need that power which comes from on high to get me through life. It might be nothing as serious as what Simone's gone through. It might be a bit like what Truman was saying in that video. I just got, I'm in a foster care situation. Or I've got people backstabbing me, I've got beef. It might be just like, you know what, I'm just scared of what's going on in the world. Six months ago, the world wasn't like this. Whatever it is, here's a moment for you to go to our king who loves you and is, will prepare to give you anything you ask or desire to A, get you closer to him and B, to strengthen you through the day. I'm just going to take a moment. I'm just going to pray. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come and fill this place. I ask you to come and fill this place. I ask you to come and fill the hearts of the men and women, boys and girls in this room. I thank you for Simone's testimony, Lord, which is a, a testimony of redemption. A testimony of forgiveness. A testimony of walking with you daily. <laughs> that you came into her heart and transformed her. I pray, Holy Spirit, come now. Come now. 